And we are back to talk about the newest Marvel show, uh, Secret Invasion. Preston, you just watched it, or you just watched it like yesterday. What did you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, it's a really mix. You know, like on the one hand, I really appreciate, I really appreciate the fact that this show is different from other Marvel stuff that, you know, that, um, that it's, it's ambitious and they actually, they actually, you know, like kill characters and their stakes and things like that. I do appreciate that. Um, and then on the other hand, I'm like, God damn it. I wish it wasn't so dull. So <laughs> how so? Uh, uh, well, we can get into like why I think it comes off dull to me in, in like a um, in a in a, in a sense, but uh, it's it's um, it kind of has to do with the entire genre. And keep in mind, it, it's how I view the the Euro spy genre, the born identity kind of um euro spy like feel like that that movies can can have would james bond um, be categorized kind of be... into euro spy no absolutely not james bond absolutely is not, not european spy thriller no 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 no. and i i'm using this i'm using this term euro spy because like the 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 reason the reason i'm using that is that when you watch a jason bourne movie um all of the colors muted to like gray and blues there's very little color. Um, they're running around a generic European-looking city that could be any freaking European city. It could be Luxembourg. You know, like, I don't know if you're... <laughs> Luxembourg's really funny because it's just, like, the most generic-looking European city. Like, if you knocked somebody on the head and they, like, woke up and they started looking around and they were like, huh, where am I? It's definitely Europe. But I can't tell if I'm in France or Germany. <laughs> it's just like you know, the, you know, there, there's just like a Euro feel to the city. There's nothing like super distinct. I understand that it's supposed to take place in Moscow, but like, like the scenes, it's just like, well, you know, the buildings are three stories tall and they're all like brown stone and there's cobblestones on the ground and you know, it's it's um. Wait, you've been to Russia before, right? I've never been to Russia. I've been to every other country in Europe except for Russia. What? Russia's the only one I haven't been to. Are you not allowed to? No, 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 no. But Russia's Russia's always been like harder to go to because you need to go to go to Russia. You need to be on like a like a, um, a tour where you kind of give. Uh, like all your locations ahead of time. Like I'm going to be in this hotel on this date and then I'm going to see this and this. You have to give like an itinerary beforehand. And I've always been a, a spontaneous kind of traveler who wanted to like stay in, ho you know, hostels and stuff. So it's just like, like doing that was just like never high on my, my, you know, priority list. Do, so, do you have to do this because um, you specifically are a government agent or everyone has to do no, this? No, 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 no. Any, anyone, oh. everyone has to do this. Like, yeah, every American has to do this. Uh, I don't know, like, visa requirements for, for other, other people. But yes, like, the Russian government doesn't trust Americans. So, like, if you go, you have to get a, you know, you have to, one, like, buy a, a sort of blanket tour it doesn't mean you have to like go on the tour but like a tour operator has to like provide you the the uh like the the 
the ticket and and like trip over and then they like take a cut and then like every thing that you do on your trip is like in an itinerary mm. you know so like you you can you can make your own itinerary but you have to like have the invite letter from from every hotel that says like yeah like yes I'm I'm allowing this person to come and stay at this hotel for these and these days um and it's just a pain it's just it's just bureaucracy and paperwork and prohibitive and it's just like I've never bothered doing gotcha. it so that that's the way that's the way a lot of travel is I understand you're not a big traveler but like um uh some countries it's just like you land and there's a landing visa and you can do whatever you want and they don't care. And then some countries it's like, there's a visa, but you can go around the country and they don't care as long as you get that visa. And then there's countries that are like, no, you need an invitation letter and we need to know where you're staying every single day. Um, they tend to be, you know, just more closed off paranoid countries that like do. Remember this, I had told you about the YouTuber friend of mine vexed. Um, he went to North Korea mm-hmm. And, uh, he, um, he was telling me how, uh, I don't think he put this in his video of when he went to North Korea. He was telling me how, like, yeah, they, I, I checked my shit. They went through my shit and didn't bother putting it back together the way it was. So they weren't super sneaky about it, but they did go through his luggage. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And often, often they do that on purpose. They want you to know that they're Mm. watching because they don't want you to do anything. They're just like, dude, like just. We're watching you. Watch your back, mm-hmm. you know, is what they're saying. I'm, I'm sorry. We got on this whole yeah. rabbit hole. Continue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I think Born Identity and that series always kind of had that feel to me. And then they kind of did a little, I suppose there are, like, various scenes in Falcon the Winter Soldier that kind of do it. Um, but, like, no, it's it, unlike, I would say, James Bond movie, which is all about things being out of control and colorful and, and outrageous. But, um, you know, you could maybe say like scenes of mission impossible. One was very, was very like, you know, just Euro spy, like kind of, kind of thriller. I'm glad you um, mentioned Falcon and soldier because a friend of mine was watching this and he had the same, he, he thought it was dull. A couple of people in my discord say they fell asleep. Uh, and it's like, it was just so boring. Mm. But my friend was like, you know, I kind of feel like the bad guys, he forgot the name of them. I forgot him too. The bad guys from Falcon and Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Like, th- like the scrolls are threatening and insane enough that they should have been the bad guys in Falcon and Soldier into this. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, because they're, they're yeah. way more interesting than the random kids with powers super strength whatever the fuck well i don't even i don't even remember their their names like the the group name like flag smashers that's that sounds about right that sounds like it's dumb enough to be that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so um yeah so now i will say like not every part was dull like um well first of all i think the like I, I just found out that that the opening was AI, but like I thought it was a horrible. I skipped it. Credits. Like not <laughs> yeah. interesting. Yeah, not interesting. Um, and then and then it begins with a scene where like immediately you know that the guy from um, Black Panther is like a scroll. Like it's almost like immediate. It's like so obvious. Like in the first scene, you know. Um, which I don't even understand why they even have that scene. Cause it's like this one guy has figured out the scroll situation. And so the scrolls kill him, but it seems like everybody knows about the scroll situation anyway. 
Or did they find out from him? Uh, I think he was like, I think they knew and then he found out later and he was trying to blow the whistle on it. And it's to show that Agent, like, if they got to Agent Ross and were able to copy him effectively, then that means they're high mm. in government all over the place. Even special agents are not safe. Because remember, they can also take, right. a, if they have Agent Ross captured and hook up to that machine, they have his memories and like all the info he knows they have as well. That's, that's what makes them I mean, extra tough to deal just, with because they can't just copy your face. Yeah. They they also copy your memories. You have to, say, you know, it's it's funny, like the Marvel universe, like how much shit happens at once, and and in the comic books, it's even faster because like every year there's mm-hmm. a huge event. But like you think about like how fucked America would be in the Marvel universe. Like, wait, your entire government was infiltrated by Hydra, right? <laughs> And then you had the blip, <laughs> and then and then now it's infiltrated by a bunch of scrolls. Like Jesus, <laughs> I don't think it was ever confirmed yeah. that Hydra in, in infiltrated all of the government, just Shield. But why wouldn't they infiltrate all just the government? Because right. like yeah. in the comics, aren't they just all ex Nazis, uh, super duper Nazis? Break. Yeah, but like there, there's some retcons. Like some say they, they I think they're Nazis, but. I think in some continuities they drop the whole uh like racial purity bullcrap thing. Um uh and and like took on they were like you know they were they were Nazis but they became like a an offshoot which is why they start saying mm-hmm. like hail hydra instead of like you know hail hitler and stuff. But um yeah, so um so I think you know Get, getting right into it, it was it was hard to get into at first because one the, the main characters, um, the main well one of the main characters is a guy you don't like really care about you know like Talos yeah Ben Mendelsohn you don't like Ben Mendelsohn's Talos I I think Talos is pretty cool no I I, I look I I love I love Ben Mendelsohn and everything but like we're talking about like a show. Where you're supposed to like be like, oh, I want to watch that show. You're not going to be like, oh, did you watch the Ben Mendelsohn show? <laughs> the one with Talos? Like, you know, you're like, who? Like, you know, this is a Marvel show, right? So, so yeah, plus he's a very neutral looking guy. Like he's not, you know, he blends in. He could be anybody. He's the freaking, he would be perfect to play. Just roll. Um uh, the Tattered Prince. No, he'd be mm. perfect to play the Tattered Prince. You know how the Tattered Prince is supposed to look like nobody in particular? Mm. Like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> you know, so what you're saying look is, like anybody in particular. he doesn't stand out like a normal, like, he's actually, I was going to say he's British. No, he's actually Australian. So you're saying is, he doesn't stand out like Matt Smith yeah. does, where Matt Smith has like that, that like, yeah. face. Yeah, he doesn't have character. And this, this is why, like, um, I'll tell you, like, the moment. And then, so Samuel L. Jackson then arrives, and, Samuel Jackson is normally like, pow, pow, it's me, Samuel Jackson. I don't want to do a Samuel Jackson like accent because <laughs> that's, but you know what I'm talking about. That mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson pops on screen, but he's playing like, for some reason, this exhausted, um, doesn't have it anymore, like character. And everybody's telling him constantly, like, you don't have it anymore, man. You're, you're, you're over the hill. You know, and then you also have like um, Colby Smothers character who seems also very exhausted. Um, and so I'm just like, man, it's a bunch of freaking like exhausted characters. Uh, 
so far in the plot. And they all just don't seem to have energy. And then the moment I woke up is when he he went and met with that British woman at her at her house mm-hmm. um, in in Moscow. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think her name um, is Sonia. The, I think Sonia. And and it's like thank God she like came in because you're just like oh my God a, a character an actual character like I'm like oh gosh all of a sudden <laughs> there's this like jolt of energy with somebody with a personality oh thank goodness the scene is here she was fantastic she was absolutely fucking fantastic um, and then you kind of what start following around Amelia Clark who is also kind of an exhausted character and we're we're I'm only interested. Kind of, Cause I'm like, Oh, it's Amelia Clark, you know, like I, she draws me in cause it's Amelia Clark, but I kind of feel like she was also just playing this kind of exhausted character. And they're the, you know, and they're in this, this rundown Soviet nuclear power plant. That's just, you know, and so everything kind of just feels gray and all of, all of the characters were all getting played kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, not, not loud, not vibrant. Like the characters were dull. The environments were dull with, with a few exceptions, you know, Mm. like I say, like, like meeting, like Sonia, great character. When they met that art dealer who was not an art dealer, that guy was fucking great. Um, uh, I think the villain is, is so far pretty interesting villain, you know, and the ending. Yeah. Um, and the ending was shocking, very shocking. Mm-hmm. But um, but other than that, like, you know, I just saw it and it's like hard for me to even recap what happened too much, you know, like uh, not much. Right. I know it's like, you know, that you get the big reveal that it's that it's the, that it's his daughter and that this other woman, this other scroll woman died off screen. Um which man should have done a flashback or something. I don't know if I got spoiled yeah. by this uh, in, in like uh, before the episode came out. I somehow knew Amelia Clark was Ben Mendelsohn's daughter because, like, mm. like they don't care about accents. Like, I was, oh, she has an accent. Yeah, he has yeah. an accent. Wait a minute. I I just kind of I don't know. I just kind of uh, knew. I I know Ben Mendelsohn is you know yeah. I know he's I know he's Australian and right, right. British and Australians. I know you don't have to get mad at me, but still, uh, I just I don't know something. I just knew he, she was his daughter. It, that 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 drama has to be there. By the way, it, it kind of annoys me that we don't get to see because her mom, um, and uh, Talos's yeah. wife is in like uh, I believe they're in um, uh, Spider Man. No, not No Way Home. Um, yes, uh, Far From Home. She she I, th- I think she's Colby Smothers in disguise right? yes and i think she was also um, in the captain marvel yeah. film i hate that like her death was off screen i i don't like that stuff yeah wasn't a fan yeah, yeah. of that crazy especially considering like because it's so it because the movie because it's he has so much trauma and you're supposed to be feeling his trauma and it's not that ben mendelson doesn't like do a good job showing the trauma on his face he does but like you could have done a flashback or something to show the trauma show how she died so we know what we're dealing with here and it just would have been more colorful. They still might uh, than 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 what we saw. They, 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 yeah, they still might in a Hopefully. couple episodes. Also, I and this is what made me like the character more when they're having a fight with the art dealer and Fury has to shoot him. You know, Talos mm. is like, "I told you no." I had like you could feel the pain, like because he doesn't want to see yeah. more of his people die. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. 
little moments. I like mean, that. it's 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 undeniable that like you know the uh, the Ben Mendelsohn actor is. I mean, he's an incredible actor. Like, let's. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, say he's not top notch because he is. But like, you know, and I do. I do. I. I you are right. Like, uh, you know. I was it, it was hard to get into it, but by but near the end, he is the star of the show. Weirdly, he he eclipses um, Samuel L. Jackson as like the star of the show, mm-hmm. um, just being like the more emotional one that you can connect with more. You know, I agree with you, and it, and it's weird to say that because even in the Captain Marvel film, even though it, it's her film, Carol Danvers is is the main character. Samuel L. Jackson kind of stole that from her, and, and he was the most interesting thing. Him and the scroll stuff, but they were the most interesting, more so than she was. And I gotta say, I didn't like that they kept saying, like, you don't got it anymore, you don't got it. And honestly, I would yeah. rather see him not have it than everyone just keep trying to pound it into your head that this is the case. Like, come right. on, really? It's, right, but it should be show, no tell. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, last time we saw him, he, this, it's just so weird, because last time we saw him, he was on the freaking moon. And it's like we're talking about a dude who came back from a moon base. And you're like, oh, you don't got it anymore. Dude, the guy was just on the fucking moon. Like, what? Like, how are you, te- how are you telling me he doesn't have it anymore? Like, were you on the moon? Like, You mentioned uh, earlier that you weren't into the tone. But I, I think that it fits here with this show better than it did Captain and Soldier because of how the scrolls operate. You know, the cloak and dagger, everything's gray type of situation. The Flag Smashers, like, to me, they're just a boring enemy to give me any sense of danger. But I do feel it here with with these bad guys, especially after that finale. And normally, I would argue that they should have released, like, two episodes to kick us off. But that would have ruined the gut punch of how this episode ended. So, but for for this type of show, this, like, spy, Euro spy type of thing and and what the scrolls are, like, yeah, I, I didn't mind the tone for this. Um, so, so I, wa- I watched it with my wife and her comment about it was, um, uh, I can't believe they killed Maria Hill without us never, ever knowing a single thing about her. <laughs> <laughs> like what wasted potential, right? They could have, you know, like they kind of like have this scene where she and she and Samuel Jackson, like go to that bar and like talk and she tells him that he doesn't have it anymore. And it's like, you could have like, you're about to kill off the character. You can do anything you want with her. Like, like go into like all the adventures they had, go into how they once hooked up, go into anything. Like it doesn't matter now. Like you could have had any, you could have had any colorful, uh, crazy aspect to like Maria Hill's character. Um, and to establish that, the, the two of them have a relationship. Um, I mean, I, I was joking about the, the, the romance thing. I actually think like her and Samuel, her and uh, Nick Cage would, would have been as a romance Nick would be Cage. a horrible idea. But like, <laughs> but, um, but um, did I say Luke Cage? <laughs> <laughs> You're just, it's just going so many different characters. That's okay. Continue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just you could have had you could have established like rather than her saying like, oh, we've known each other in a long time. Like you you don't have to have you, you can say like, oh, remember way back in, you know, Sarajevo, this and this happened or that time in in, 
in Johannesburg or, you know, that other time in Wellington or that time in Buenos Aires. Like you can just throw that shit out there if you want, you know, and and um, establish a backstory, like why they, they, you know, they would care so much about each other and like make her death matter. And, you know, because right now we don't know anything about her. We don't know how close she and, um, you know, Nick Cage are. So, what did I say Nick? Did I say Nick Cage You said Nick Cage again. Nick Fury. Nick Fury. <laughs> Nick Fury, not Nick Cage. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because I, 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 like I like that you kept going to different characters. Did I say Luke Cage? Uh, did I say Luke Cage? No, <laughs> you went the other way. I was like, the Cage part is right. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I was going to compare her to Agent Coulson. You remember Agent Coulson from like the first Marvel phase? He dies, Loki kills him in the, Aven- the first Avengers. He's kind of one of those characters where he was there and, you know, he's a side character. You kind of liked him. But they did give uh, Agent Coulson uh, at least something. He had the the Captain America trading cards. And you, like, knew something about him. Maria Hill has nothing. So that's Mm -hmm. a good point. She has nothing. We we (laughs) absolutely nothing about that character. I mean, maybe the only... I don't. I know she appeared in a, in, a, in a couple episodes of Agents of Shield, so maybe something was established with her there. But we nothing, nothing. You know, I don't even think Agents um, of Shield is in the geez. same like canonical universe. Uh, uh, I don't think it is anymore. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I think they they divorced it out. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, you, we we you just have nothing nothing human to 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 latch on with her we just kind of you know in a sense we just like her because like we know her as robin yeah and that's it we know we know we know we know her as colby smothers and like um that and and that's it so how do you like that villain um because uh the, the like his plan is to i guess start nuclear war between america and russia cool this is immediately an avengers level threat and i always love how Outside mm. of the Avengers films, the Avengers never fucking show up. Like, what is Spider-Man doing? Beating up bank robber number nine? Like, just get him yeah. over here to handle this? Like, what's uh, what's Hawkeye I doing? Do, I do like how they're just like, where are the Avengers? Unavailable. Like, don't even explain <laughs> it. Just, like, unavailable. Like, that's just, that's it. Like, don't... Peter's been to, um, Peter's been to, yeah. to Europe before, so... Bring him back, but I guess yeah, yeah. I guess in order for Peter to actually come over, he'd have to you know get the itinerary and the tour and all that. I think right <laughs> now they don't. Wait, I guess right now in universe they know Spider Man exists. Oh, that's they don't right. Know I forgot Peter that Parker exists, yeah. or do they not know Spider Man? No, they they know Spider Man exists, but they don't know that Peter Parker is Spider Man. That's I forgot about. So that. they they don't know how to con. They don't know how to contact. Yes. Him. I think fuck right that's now because of the, hmm. but doc, but why not go to, yeah, why, why not go to get Dr. Strange? Why not True. go to get, uh, um, all a bunch of people that are in universe. Dr. Strange could solve this problem tomorrow. <laughs> he really fucking could, especially. Oh yeah. He just cast us, cast a spell and like all the bombs would disappear. Right. And especially you need him, especially because actually, no, I think he's gone too. Remember Charlize Theron's character appears at the very end of multiverse of madness and she like takes him away for some mm. fucking reason. Wow, they really haven't there really is uh, an explanation okay, okay. why everyone's gone. They're <laughs> really fun. The only guy that's okay, there okay. that you can get is Rhodes. White uh, White Vision, the White Vision is somewhere floating around. He we, they don't know how to contact him. He's doing something. Wanda's dead. Um, uh White Vision's floating around. The only guy who's really left is Th- Thor 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 is still alive, right? He's hanging out with his daughter. He's off world. <laughs> Maybe 
maybe went off. Did he go off world with his daughter again? I think so. And and Brie Larson is, is I'm assuming off world or having her own adventure. Um, Star Star Lord. Well, they don't know Star Lord is is hanging out with his is hanging out on because Star Lord's currently on Earth, but uh, I don't know if they know that. Yeah, but what the fuck is Star Lord? At the end of the day, Star Lord's like a guy. He's mowing. He's mowing his. He's mowing his grand. Yeah, he's mowing his grandpa's lawn. <laughs> but like, um, uh, that was like the whole joke at the end. Did you see Guardians Three? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, joke at the end. He's just like taking care of his grandpa and like mowing his lawn. <laughs> um, I'm trying. Yeah, there's got to be somebody. I mean, there's also Shield. Where, where, what the hell? Sh- the, uh, also, I was like, how do, how does bureaucracy work in in um, the Marvel universe? Because at the beginning, he's he's got Ross, the guy's mm-hmm. give, trying to give information to Ross, and it's like Ross works for the CIA, not Shield. Shield is <laughs> like, gone. Like, Shield is, is, is has been completely dismantled. Um, I was wondering if they're going to bring in Hammer, but I, I don't think so. so or Sword. Or sword. sword exists, right? So I, Sword, because Sword was in... WandaVision? Um, WandaVision. But didn't they right? dismantle so they, that because like, the, the, the leader of that thing was was a douche or something? I forgot. I totally forgot WandaVision so long ago. Yeah. Something like but, that. But, I mean, right. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how, how Ross got so important, but okay. Well, yeah. well he was in Wakanda, and, and he's, like, super important to, like, the, the relations with, relationships with Wakanda. So, I mean, I guess you could get Shiri, since she's the new Black Panther. But then again, what, is, true. what does Wakanda yeah. care about, like, a war between the United States and Nuc- Russia? I think they would care about nuclear fallout. Yeah, but knowing all the Wakandans, they probably have some like ridiculous technology that like exempts them from clear fallout. The Wakandans always seem to be a step ahead of everybody else. Uh what about what about um fuck? What about all the like the B the B Avengers? Like they uh, um the Shang-Chi? Um, <laughs> Is he in the Avengers already? They, no, but he's just around. They could get Shang Shang-Chi. What about Wong? He ain't uh, doing nothing. Wong, right? She-Hulk. Um, she could definitely go in there and beat up everybody. So I was gonna say because this is there's no way you could have yeah, like you're right. She-Hulk. Yeah. Normal people can't get in this. Like Daredevil and Falcon, and even um, who was Captain America's friend, Bucky. They they kind yeah, of Falcon of the Winter Soldier. Yeah, where are they? Where, yeah. where are they? They would kind of be fucked <laughs> because the Skrulls have super strength. I didn't realize that they have super strength. So mm, you kind of need yeah, She-Hulk, yeah. but. Uh, and Hulk, she, yeah, She Hulk would She Hulk would batter him up. She would just like run in there and like beat him all up, and that would be it. Overall, I I thought the episode was fairly decent. Uh, I I can't wait to watch the next one. It it, it got me hooked on that. So plus, it's a new no, show. It's a new Marvel no, show no. to check out in the off season when we're waiting for some of the cool movies to come out. So yeah, I I I I kind of liked it. Fairly decent. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny thing. Like like I I I don't want to say that I didn't like it. Like too, I I did think it was dull. But but like there were so many. I I liked some of the risk taking. I I do. You know, I do like what they were trying to do. The acting is great. Um, but yeah, comparing it to the other series, like, did I like the first episode of WandaVision better? Yeah. Did I like the first episode of Loki better? Yeah. I even like the first episode of Ms. Marvel better, though the rest of Ms. Marvel falls apart. But, um, you know, so, so 
The others, maybe, maybe I don't know if I liked uh, what Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, so oh, such a so kind of forgettable now. But uh, I guess um, Moon Knight. I really like. Oh, Moon Knight, Knight was so, phenomenal. Yeah, the first episode was good. Yeah. So, so uh, compared to those others, you know, it's it, it certainly it certainly doesn't make me all of a sudden be like, I can't wait to the next episode. Like like some of the other series, really? Because for me, um, like, oh man, like I gotta watch the next episode of the fallout of this. I'm still hoping she's I mean, alive. I, I do, I do. Uh, she looked dead. <laughs> I was, she looked what he shot her, I'm like, oh, please turn into a scroll. No, because I because you're right. Even though Maria Hill doesn't really have much of a character, I still like having Colby Smolders around, and it's probably because I'm attached to mm. Robin from How I Met Your Mother. So. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I, I honestly um, I fucking hate that finale of How I Met Your Mother. This is random, but fuck that whole whole last season. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> so stupid. Whatever. It was Robin the entire time. Really, bro? Really? Uh, oh, they, they cast gosh. such a perfect. I mean, there's so many weird. Too. There, there's so many weird. There's so many weird things about that last episode. I don't even like. Um, you almost don't know if they're like making a meta comment about it because, like, they they built so so. You know how there's like this overly sentimental goodbye to Ted. You know, in in a world where internet exists and like flights and phone calls, they're all like, "But Ted's leaving for like so long, right?" And then. The next scene, he's like back at the bar, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "Oh yeah, that moving thing. I'm not doing it." And they just like, "What? Like, why did we just waste an entire episode like saying goodbye to you when you weren't when you weren't saying goodbye?" But then it's but like the whole thing is like the Robin the Robin Barney relationship. Like you you've built this Robin Barney relationship up over years and years, and the wedding is taking the entire season, and then it's just like, "Oh yeah," and they get divorced. <laughs> and Barney, for some reason, wants to do like that that month long like thing where he gets laid every day, and then oh, somehow he he has a kid yeah. now. We never meet the mother. Yeah, the the, yeah. the fuck, right? That okay, like exactly. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But at least well, at least they didn't just kill Robin, oh, leave her oh, dead oh. at the end of the episode. I wanted to see the mother interact more with like everybody together, and she kind of does throughout the entire last season. But still, I would have liked to have seen them. She does the best that she can with mm. that material. I mean, she did the best she could with that material. But like, come on, come on. Show is is fundamentally flawed, like premise to begin with, you know. So, episode two, let's get right into it, and uh, so we were just talking about it briefly before we started recording, and I... Yeah. So, you're you're mixed. You liked it and you didn't like it, because I liked it quite a bit. Well, I would say that the second episode is better paced than the first one. Mm. I'd still say that the show is... The, the show is still really slow. Um, the second one is is better paced. The dialogue is, is, you know, pops more. There's more excitement. Um, but then there's just some, I don't know, some weird aspects to the plot. Like we'll see where it all goes, but, um, Secret Invasion is astoundingly conservative, like astoundingly conservative. In what way? Um, in, in its politics. Mm. Well, 
<laughs> I mean, there's little things. There's little things like, you know, people flippantly talking about how America can just carpet bomb your country and stuff like that. Um, and, that was a joke like, from Rhodes. Come on. Sure. Well, Rhodes especially, man, that, that character. And then there's like weird stuff like torture working, which is also like uh, a weird thing. I mean, I this... <laughs> We 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 haven't been talking about this in American politics, like the, the the use of torture for a while since Abu Ghraib. But there was all this discussion of whether or not we should be allowed to, when that happened, whether whether torture was valuable. And you know, all the experts come out and be and kind of say like, no, torture doesn't work. Like you get bad information when you torture people. Like you shouldn't be torturing people. Like beyond the cruelty of it. And then, and then I remember like 24, then that same year has a, has a plot where people get tortured and, and give up, give up information. You know, they, they try to, and with, so it's weird to have a torture scene, um, saying like, no, no torture gives you good information. We should torture people like, you know, and I, and granted it's there for, you know, to to so we know a little bit about the character of of, of Olivia Coleman's character, but it's it's weird to portray torture as effective on screen. Um, these are all the little things. The big thing is how it's portraying refugees. Like that's the largest thing. Like this is this is essentially the plot of the show is Earth allowed in all of these refugees. And then now they're turning around in a, in a great, in a literal great replacement theory, kind of like fucking shit to take over the world, to take over. Actually, Earth Earth didn't really allow it. Uh, It was unknowingly it happened. Even Fury didn't know how many refugees actually came in. That was a huge point of contention between him and Talos. Yeah, that they're, that they're, that they're sneaking in. And that, and that Nick Fury says, like, you know, Earth is too full and all these things. There's That's a lot of dialogue. That's not exactly like, what he said. And he had a, a very good point. I say this as an immigrant myself, but that's besides the point. Um, he had a very good point, uh, and which is we've been at war with each other since we could walk upright. Mm-hmm. And there is no way humanity would ever be tolerant towards something that is not only green in skin tone, but could also shapeshift and have superhuman strength. This is actually something that, like, yeah, they can't stay here. Because even one squirrel could cause a, a, a extinction-level event. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that is... And they don't even have the technology. Because the scrolls have been kept, like, super secret, they don't even right. have the technology to detect them. Right, but you, the show is repeatedly calling them refugees, you know, calling them homeless refugees, and so it's so it's 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 a bit weird. I mean, we'll see where they take it. We'll we'll see where they take it. But it's a little odd that the villains of the show are refugees, who you know, who are now like unsatisfied with uh, with you know, their, their situation and, and, uh, not, not, um, grateful and uh, essentially trying to like, it's, I mean, you, you know, Tucker Carlson would, would, would push the great replacement theory all the time on, on, on his, on his show that like, oh, people were, you know, 
Democrats want to let in all of these refugees who are who are different because they're going to vote for they're going to vote for us and they're going to replace you and your culture and it's no longer going to be like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches it's going to be tacos and your your whole way of life is <laughs> is getting is getting replaced you know it seriously is you know and so it's really weird it's really weird that you know alien refugees are coming in to take over Earth. Um, there's a lot, yeah. There's a lot of odd. There's a lot of odd politics in it in the show. A lot of interesting um, politics, which is why I love it so much. I love this type of stuff. Yeah, it's odd. Like at the beginning, so the the show opens with with Nick Fury telling this completely pointless story. Um, I mean, it's interesting to hear about Nick Fury's life and all, but like about him being in the on the colored the colored car uh, in Alabama or Mississippi. I was confuse those two Alabama. states. <laughs> Alabama. And um and how his mom would interview him to to find out information about about him and 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 all this long story about being poor in Alabama in, in segregated Alabama to get to like yeah, I, I you know, don't lie to me, you know, <laughs> or like that. I was like, tell me some stuff, you know. <laughs> it was, it was, it was interesting, but you're also like, huh, that's 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 kind of shoved in there. Um, and so, uh, and then later, there's a really another really weird politics moment where he's sitting with Rhodey and and with Rhodes and, um. Like Nick Fury really pulls like help a brother out. He like really like that's his thing. Like he's gonna get fired and he's like, but help a brother out. And Rhodes and Rhodes is like like he he then throws like this huge conservative like anti affirmative action speech at him where like we're we're not we're not replacing like racism with like another form of racism essentially what what he uh what he what he says in response it's it's very but you have to you have to admit that is a cold fucking line oh oh yeah it was a cold like because i think the literal line is um we didn't knock we didn't knock the mediocre man who doesn't didn't look like us to turn around to hand it to a mediocre man who did and referring to like furious like it's, mediocre uh, yeah the quote the quote is uh, we did not wrestle power for mediocre men who didn't look like us just to hand it to mediocre men who do I, right. that line goes so you know what out of all the lines we've gotten so far in the disney plus television show series this one i would rank it up there with uh what's that one from wandavision that you liked uh something love persevering oh uh, what it, what is what is what is grief but love persevering? Yeah, there it is. It's that a, one. It's a very, like, it's, it's a very it's well written line. Yeah. No, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like politics aside, like it's a very well written line. I'll, I'll grant, like you know, whatever, like that's. Um, but it's kind of also forced in there because it's like my, my watching with my wife, and her comment was, "What? What if they hadn't sent Rhodes? Like, what if they'd sent a white guy? Like, what would have Nick Fury done?" Like. <laughs> Like because I was kind of like I was kind of like it's a bit weird considering like you were linked to a terrorist attack in Russia that killed two thousand people. Do you think help a brother out's really gonna work? <laughs> like like in this situation. 
Like, it's just kind of a weird, you know, this isn't like, this isn't like, you know, <laughs> dude, lend me five bucks, like help a brother out. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is like, you know, like, you, I'm sorry, I was linked, I was linked to a terrorist attack that killed 2000 people in, in, in Moscow. Um, help a brother out. It's so weird. <laughs> By like, the way, do you think uh, Rhodes is, is a scroll? He's looking like it, right? He's looking like so, it for being such a ha- yeah, being such a dick. Have you noticed uh, how you can tell the scrolls now? It's somewhat of an open secret. Have you noticed? Mm-hmm. What is? You that? haven't know. Oh, I-, I love that they did this. So they didn't. This they only started. They at- have a towel. You're saying no. Actually, um, you can thank the costume department. All the scrolls, disguised as human, have something green on them. I'll give you a great example. So uh-huh. remember when uh, Graphic goes into the meeting with... By the way, I want to make this very clear because people always say, Carmine, you didn't notice that. You got that from... Nope, I fucking noticed it. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> remember remember in the meeting when Gravik goes in there and the UK Prime Minister woman, she um, declares him general? Okay. Yeah. If you notice, before that scene, all the scrolls disguised as humans were not wearing green. After that scene, Rhodes goes to this, like, small council meeting with all, like, you know, the EU, uh, EU leaders. And if you notice, she has this incredibly ugly-ass green necklace for seemingly no fucking reason. And throughout the entire room, you see random-ass people wearing bright, ugly, gross green for huh. no fucking reason. When otherwise they would wear, like, muted, darker, business-like colors. Right. You notice that? Okay, okay. I mean, I'll have to go back. I have the episode so, so, so here. Is it, is it when they're first introduced they're wearing green, or is it like every scene they're wearing green? After the, after the meeting with Gravik, where Shooter McGavin and like the NATO guy... By the way, did you notice the Fox News guy is Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, I fucking love that. Um, after that meeting, they all start wearing gross green. So let me give you a, a quick example of that. Let me uh, take a screenshot of this. Um... Like, you see a guy in the back wearing, like, some kind of, like, African garb that's, like, bright fucking green. And the UK Prime Minister... Here's a screenshot. Let me send this to you on, uh, here. Hope I'm sending you the right... Here it is. Do you see her? It's on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, that that necklace is out of control. It's ridiculous. If you notice her attendant or bodyguard in the back, his tie has some, you know, uh, pigments of green on it. And then to her, to her left or to her right is the France yeah, prime minister. Yeah, she's got that green scarf. Right, and a little green like lapel. Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Going forward, I think that's like the open secret of how you can really tell who's really a scroll. So when Rhodes and um, when Rhodes and uh, uh, Nick Fury are having their conversation, I was looking around the entire time to see who around them had the green thing. Rhodes had no green, but for some reason, um, they're at a re- fancy restaurant, and instead of having, like, flowers, there's a fucking green leaf on there. So it might mean that maybe Rhodes isn't a scroll, but he's being watched by them. Maybe. Oh, yeah, that, that little flower. That flower... Uh... That's, that's a bullshit. That's like, subtle. Like, that could be anything. I mean, you know. That, it, you're right. It could be anything. But and here's another thing. Sonia is almost definitely a scroll because during her uh, torture scene with that guy, 
she's wearing green the entire time, and so is he, actually. He has green pants on. I see. There's no way she herself is not a fucking scroll. But she's, like, I guess one of the good guy scrolls. Hold on, let me show you real quick. I mean, Like, good. there's no reason for her to wear, like... <laughs> I, by the way, I just want to make the audience clear. I have nothing against the color green, but, like, it just seems so fucking random that people would wear this all over the place. Oh, I mean, she's got when the big it, green dress, and yeah, yeah. When it doesn't match. Like, I'm not the fashion police, but that's right. kind I mean, of she like... Looks, uh, she, you know, you, you wouldn't wear that outside of the Christmas season, you know? Right. Green, green and red. She does kind of look like a Christmas present, you're right. <laughs> like a <Yeah>. mistletoe. <laughs> so I love that this, like, there's this open secret going on that the show is kind of letting you in on it if you're, like, paying attention and cluing in. Right. To so see Rhodes, who's really so Rhodes was actually, I mean, he, yeah, he was not a scroll. He's just a dick. Yeah, so. You, you not liking Rhodes is funny because that's always been his personality. Rhodes has always kept his friendship with Tony, like, close to the chest, and he's always helped Tony out. But... Rhodes has always consistently been a government guy. He's always been a G-man. I mean, I guess I guess with Rhodes, the thing is, is you know him from Iron Man movies, and he's a he's the he he he's not a bigger dick than Tony Stark. So, or like if he's being a dick, it's to Tony Stark, so who deserves it? So mm-hmm. it's like you wouldn't notice if Rhodes was a dick, you know. But here he's being a dick, like overly a dick to 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 nick fury um which i mean i i i don't understand any of like their chain of command in in uh in the show like now like the dod is like firing him from shield but is shield but (sighs) it's i think it's saber at this point we saw Saber so under a, DOD? <laughs> you know, so like, there's there's a weird continuity issue going on right now in the MCU that people are just scratching their heads at. Because right now, as far as we know, Nick Fury is fired from all these clandestine operations. Okay. But then, did you see the Marvels trailer? The Marvels trailer? Yeah, yeah, I did. He, at the very beginning of the trailer, he's up in that space station. So this either takes... So that movie either takes place before Secret Invasion or after Secret okay. Invasion. Okay. So we don't know yet what his position will be going or, forward. Or he goes back. Or he goes back. He's just like I'm going back to my. I'm going back to the moon. But that's but that's kind of a spoiler. However, that's not the biggest spoiler that they spoiled in the trailer. Um, so did you watch the Secret Invasion trailer? Um, I did, but I don't remember it too much. So you're gonna have to remind me. So I went back and because uh, so. When Amelia Clark's character is going through and doing her own super sleuthing, um, if you notice, she's going through, like, the computer and she's finding out that, yo, these guys are up to something. And we see that they have, like, you know, uh, body parts and pieces and, and, and other stuff from aliens that have invaded Earth before or have been on Earth. So she, they found, um, the scrolls somehow were able to obtain Groot's like tree trunks. Yeah, yeah, I saw and, that in the on her computer, right? That she was that she's, right. she was passing by Groot and and Frost something for uh, some Frost giant thing or something. For there was some the other. F- the Frost Beast is actually from Thor: Dark World. At the very yeah. end, they uh, they <laughs> there's like a Frost Beast from Jotunheim, like there for some reason. I'm trying to find the trailer, but in the trailer for Secret Invasion that came out a couple months ago. Gravik 
has like superpowers where he's like having tentacles come out of his hands. So kind of spoiled that he's already going to get like Groot's powers so far, as far as we can tell. Mm, 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 so they're kind of spoiling, see. they're kind of spoiling the whole thing, but that's right the now that he's like, Oh, where well, they're going to make us stronger with that machine. I got it. Here, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Even I though see. they're already strong. I, like I said, like, I don't want to be like, you know, Hitler esque when I say this, but the, the scrolls can't stay on Earth. Like, that is one scroll alone could trigger nuclear catastrophe. The fucking, the, uh, the NATO commander is a scroll. And he could very easily order UN troops into Russia and cause nuclear annihilation. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is my, this mm. is the, the, the weird thing with these, like, with these allegories, with these, um, you know, fantasy and sci-fi allegories of like things that have things that are like happening in the real world is that, you know, a lot of times it's with a, a, a fantastical species that's like super strong that, that like, which, which immediately like makes it not a good analogy anymore and not a good comparison, but it's still there. So like you, mm. you watch, you watch true blood, right? Of course. My favorite uh, seasons one, two and three. Amazing. Now, of course, like True Blood, there's so much, there's so much like comparison to, uh, between the vampires and like the gay community, right? Like that, that's like an enormous part. Of, I actually never made that, that connection, but I'm curious where you're going with this. I mean, dude, in the opening, in the opening montage of, of the show, it says there's, there's a, there's a sign that says God hates fangs. And they call like the day in which they they all re- like revealed themselves to the public as coming out of the coffin. Like how how are you? How did you not catch that? <laughs> like, okay, and, okay, and, maybe and like and maybe they're all I... talking about they all talk about like vampire rights and everything through throughout the show. But of course, it's it's a little ridiculous to make the comparison because the vampires literally have the ability to. To like have super strength, have a history of murdering and killing people, drink human blood, and like and like can glamour you and control you with like a you know a look, right? Which is just like all the powers of the gays, of course. Right. Now it's starting all to make all, all powers, sense. All the powers of the gays, right? <laughs> so at that point, it like all falls apart, and you're like, well, wait a minute, like. It's completely reasonable to fear to fear vampires in this world. You can't compare it to like being scared of gay people, which is not reasonable to be scared of, you know? So mm-hmm. so it was it was always an odd thing that they'd made true blood like political when it doesn't work. And so it's it's odd in this situation too, because like the like the scrolls are refugees and we're dealing with like real political implications here. You know, when when you start calling people refugees and you start making these comparisons, because they are making the comparisons, you know, but also the scrolls are aliens and have super strength and can like shapeshift, you know, which, oh, okay, you know, that, that's by the way, that's a very good point on True Blood. I don't remember the, the coming out of the coffin thing, but, you know, God hates fangs. I always thought that was just the South being you know, the usual South and hateful, you know, they, they, they just added an N and an S there to the usual sign. And there it goes. Um, but that's actually, a, I did not think of it until you, you pointed out. Good, good, <laughs> that's a good, good point. I love the first three seasons. Fuck that show. Fucking suck that. I mean, it was, it was, you know, first three seasons and then it was, that it became the worst show ever. Worst but, show um, ever. 
Yeah, it's so so it's just it's just a little weird. The, the, so there's another weird statement that that you know keeping keeping in mind this like refugee situation because it's like they're they're at that council where mm. you know they they all of a sudden just roll roll over and give it to the give it to the uh, the terrorist. Um, they you know they and which I th- I want to say that the um the scroll that's that's uh, pretending to be like the Indian prime minister or something. Um, she says, uh, we didn't become refugees because we weren't willing to go to war. We became refugees because we were willing to go to war too much. And that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way as well. Cause all of a sudden it's kind of like saying that people that refugees like deserve it. Like they brought about their own, um, uh, fate, you know? Like so was, are you like familiar it, with the scrolls in the comics? I am. Um, I, a friend of mine had to explain this to me because I didn't understand about like the scroll history. This was last week after we recorded. Hmm. Um, so something I didn't know that you might know, but they didn't, they don't explain this in the Marvel cinematic universe, or maybe they did in Captain Marvel. I forgot. It's been years. <clears throat> yeah. Apparently the scrolls were a very warlike race of people mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe they're warring and, you know, just brought about their destruction because people just got tired of it and decided to come together. Thus, the Kree trying to exterminate them all <clears throat> because the scrolls are just, once again, they're, they're overpowered. The, this, this, this is one of those, th- this is, this is also like one of those weird things, right? Cause, you know, in, in fantasy and sci-fi, meeting different alien races is supposed to tell us about humanity, right? This is always like what it's for. And so it's weird when you meet an entire like warlike race, <laughs> you know, like because because these these races are stand-ins for like humans. So what are we talking about when we're talking about like refugees of a warlike race? Are we talking about like because when we when we think of refugees in our world, um, often when people have discrimination against refugees and, and when, and when we don't want refugees, we, you know, people, the people that are against them kind of talk about their culture or their nation or their, you know, even beyond this, sometimes their race as like, as like different, fundamentally different and incompatible with like America. So like, Oh, we don't want too many of those Haitians to come to America because then America will fall apart like Haiti did. You know, or we don't want too many of those Syrians to come into Europe because then Europe will fall apart like Syria did. You know, so you understand like the what, what how I'm like how it's a little dangerous to start talking about an entire race of people or entire nation of people as being one way, as being warlike or being, you know, um, uh, savage, you know, and, and which so, which uh, you know, this is kind of like the problem with like portraying the Skrulls as a warlike species. You know, like it's indivisible from their character. It's indi- We can't take this. We can't take the war out of the Syrians. You know, and things like that. Now, we're only in episode two. Maybe things. Maybe they're purposely exploring like these conservative themes because they're going to come around later um on things you know and we do have good scrolls in the in the in the in the show and bad scrolls so we'll see where where they go but man this this episode was uh was pretty cra- <laughs> it was pretty crazy <laughs> you know 
the scrolls immediately have more personality on an individual level than like most of the races in Star Trek. Like, remember how the Klingons, all the Klingons right. love battle and honor, even though most of them don't Right, it, it doesn't make sense, because you're like, you're like, who's building your spaceships, you know? Like, who's <laughs> doing your research, you know? Is there, like, is there this whole other group of Klingons who are like, there is much honor and glory in doing, in doing, you know, linear algebra, you know? Like, what, <laughs> who, who, who are, who are all these people, you know? Computer computer programming. Computer programming is the greatest honor. Uh, it's the battle against coding, you know. <laughs> but, you know, so far I like how the scrolls are portrayed. And I will say, though, they kind of do have a point about being pissed off at Fury. Because it's been 30 fucking years. Almost 30 yeah, years. I, I Fury don't know how has, Fury dropped the ball here. Fury has yet to find a planet for them. Because that's that was his whole thing. Like, you work for us as super spies. Right. Because that's what they've been doing. And we will find you a planet. And that has not come to fruition. So I don't blame like them you, for being You pissed. literally know a woman who can fly through the galaxy, like, searching for planets. Yeah. <laughs> like, he literally, like, is friends with, with someone who can do that. Who can fly through space and, like, find planets. By the way, um, <laughs> I, I noticed... The, it, you didn't. I noticed you didn't mention the most ridiculous bullshit part of this episode, which is when Rhodes is having his conversation with Fury. Rhodes is like, "How about we bring in our friends?" Nah, nah, we can't do that. I mean, imagine if we oh, have yeah. the Avengers fight the Scrolls, then the Scrolls could look like them and commit terrorist attack and turn the people. Really, really, are we really going there? That. That doesn't yeah, make that's just, a load just, of just don't just don't mention them. Just just don't mention the Avengers. You, so but just you say have the to, Avengers though. are gone. Then just the say Avengers... the Avengers are the Avengers are busy. Uh... And then you'd be like, busy with what? It's classified. That's it. It is the biggest elephant in the room that's very hard to tackle because what could be busy what could be more pressing than nuclear annihilation between two great powers? It's classified. That's, that's... <laughs> I fucking hate that. I will say though, I will say Maybe on one hand, it is based off what we see at the very end of this episode. Maybe they don't want to bring in the Avengers because then the whole situation will be public because the public at large does not know about the scrolls being a thing on Earth. And it seems like Fury is super attached to these people, as we saw at the very end. So if, if Fury had to call in the Avengers, then that means the whole situation becomes public and the public knows about the scrolls and he wants to protect them as much <laughs> and, and, and as possible. And then they panic. I mean, Look, there, there, there's, there's a million better lines that you could have put in there for like why the Avengers aren't, <laughs> yeah. aren't here. You know, they're just busy. You know, they got something else going on. I mean, I'm trying to think like in in universe, where are the Avengers right now? Um, we had this conversation last week as well with episode yeah. one. Like, no, what people don't know. Spider-Man's identity, so maybe no one knows how to get in touch with him. As far as we know, he's just a, a local vigilante. He doesn't have, like, a giant yeah, fucking do- hammer. Doctor, Doctor Strange should be able to fix all this. Like, he should Doctor be Strange cast- is off-world. What, 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 why is Doctor Strange off-world? What did they did say? You, did they say that? Did you not see Multi- uh, Multiverse of Madness? I did. Right at the very end of Multiverse of Madness, Charlize Theron's character comes to him and says, Hey... I need your help. And they, like, jump into a portal. Okay, fine. Doctor Strange. Then they should say, like, Doctor Strange is gone. Because he could solve this in a minute. He could just cast a spell and all the scrolls reveal themselves, right? Like, it's that's pretty easy. 
Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't, I mean, I guess Falcon and the Winter Soldier would be helpful, but they're not that powerful. Um, they're definitely around. And, uh, by and the way, same with looking US back, agent. Looking back, that was so fucking dumb of um, Sam not to take the Super Soldier Serum. Like, he literally could have been the next Captain America and not need, well, maybe he could have had the wings too, but he could have gone toe-to-toe with, like, every single bad guy going forward that's, like, a, like a planet-level threat. But he, now he's just some guy with wings. You clip those wings. What does he really have? He, those wings are awesome. He can do. He can do. Mm. You know. He can do some mildly okay like stuff. Mildly know. okay. I mean, I, sure. Whatever. Like it's fine. So you're right. We have Falcon. We have Soldier. We have She Hulk. We have actual Hulk and his son who are all on the planet. And uh, I'm not even going to mention Daredevil because that's a street level hero. The fucking he do right. And I guess Wong. Um, Wong? Get Wong Wong could have cast the spell. Wong could Shang probably Chi? cast Shang-Chi isn't Shang Chi around? Shang Chi is around. Ant Man is also around. Yeah, you're right. Ant Man. Ant Man mm-hmm. could like sh- shrink all the scrolls. I don't know. It, it's uh, yeah. also the conversation between Fury and Talos really annoyed the fuck out of me because mm. you know. Fury is upset that there's a million scrolls on the planet? What? Why wasn't I notified? Well, you were gone. And half the Earth's population, maybe six to four billion yeah. people, vanished. We figured all this extra housing that no one's using could be put to use. He could have said something like that, but... Oh my god, it would have been... It would have been... That would have been the perfect response, actually. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, script doctor Carmine here. First of all, <laughs> that's a much better excuse than anything else. Like, <clears throat> first of all, like, because I have to say, inviting a few friends over <laughs> when your friend is gone is one thing. Inviting a million people over is a bit extreme. That's a bit extreme. Um, a million scrolls. Now, had he said, you're right, had he said, like, you were blipped and this planet needed labor, like, you know, there were so many, like, so many jobs that needed to be done, you know, farming, whatever, to keep the planet going after the blip. And so, like, I invited the Skrulls. Yeah. Um, Would make a lot of sense. And then when, and then when the blip came back there were twice as many so i really I only asked five hundred thousand scrolls to come but then the blip undid it and they're here you know like <laughs> i'm assuming the one million came after people left because it, it, it seems like the moment fury was blipped out of existence that's when things went haywire and and yeah like talos had to do something uh for the people his his people out there so like i get it but it also seems like fury has like a not just a really strong like friendship with these people. He's also married to one of them, though I don't yeah. know what what makes me a little confused is we see the scene of his wife supposedly in her scroll yeah. form and the moment he comes in to see her, she transforms into a human. So, yeah. does he know she's a scroll? Or I think she does cuz I think it's the same scroll woman from the beginning that introduces the villain to him. Mm. I I cannot I, um, I I can't I the the only the only reason I'm making the connection I mean this is behind makeup but I think that the it looked like that the woman at the beginning was black and the <laughs> it looked like playing a scroll and it looked like the woman at the end 
was black playing a scroll as well. Gotcha. And so I'm assuming it's the same woman. Um, though it might, it might, it's, it might be two different black women under scroll makeup, but forgive me if they're under scroll makeup and I can't, you know, and I can't, <laughs> I can't, uh, tell people under scroll makeup apart, you know, so, <laughs> forgive me. I'm actually really enjoying the series. Episode one was okay. Episode two, I think, is a lot better. But but I'm a sucker for like the spy thriller type of stuff and the extra layer of them shape shifting and them making it somewhat obvious that this human is a scroll because of the green thing. That just adds an extra layer of fun to it. I'm I'm enjoying the show but so don't, far. Don't you? Yeah, though I still think that he should have mourned Robin a little more. You know, he he mourns her in his own way, which is. Getting fired from Saber. Yes, he, seem, he seems to mourn getting fired a lot more than mourning. <laughs> that's nothing. true. That's true. He like sits <laughs> down on that bench and he's like, oh, I got fired. I like, still dude. don't think Robin's dead. I still think she may be alive and we'll see her at the very end. Gotta hope I'm right. Oh, I, I, there's no way they can kill off Maria Hill. But then again, it does show that Squirrel Fair is like super duper real. And But still, nah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird, like, the different orders of magnitude they use to try to make people seem evil. So you've got the villain, right? He kills 2,000 people and Robin. And then, <laughs> and then this episode, he, like, rescues... They go out of their way to be like, oh, yeah, he rescues one of his own men. But, but because he suspects that the guy, like, revealed some information, he kills him in the woods. He's already Osama bin Laden. Like, he's literally already... In fact, <laughs> they said it might be worse than Osama bin Laden. Because, uh, you know, 3,000 3, people died in, in, in 9-11. But, like, um, 2,000 people died in, in Moscow. But they said, like, after the rubble is cleared, it might be three times that. So, like, the dude's already Osama bin Laden. Right? So, like, you didn't need to have, like, another scene where we show Osama bin Laden, like, kill one of his own men. You know? <laughs> like okay yeah osama bin laden sucks like <laughs> but uh oh. no so uh yeah i'm enjoying it and uh so far so good we'll see what where we go from here by the way is this the first time we've seen samuel l jackson macking down on on another woman in uh in the movie or show because I, I don't think i've ever seen him do that ever like like m- like make out with people yeah i don't think i've ever seen him like have a a, a a tender moment like that with with an actress on screen. Have you? I'm trying to remember like Samuel J- L. Jackson movies. Um, so there's a scene in Shaft where the bartender goes over to him and is like, "It's like, are you going to take me home or what?" And he says, "It's my duty to please that booty," and that's like. <laughs> but you don't actually see them hook up. She just comes over and says, you to take me home or what? Um, Samuel L. Jackson, like, in love scenes? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. Samuel L. Jackson does not kiss many women on screen. He's made well in excess of 100 films, but reckons he's only locked lips with five leading ladies. Um, uh, in the movie, which he's... Then he meets um, Selma Hayek. I think he he kisses Selma Hayek in some movie, and, and so 
but that uh maybe he, he's claiming there's some romance in here i don't know what movie it is but then um trying to think they don't even list like he's just like off the top of his head okay here we go um nope nope are they not gonna reveal it damn it it's not they don't even they don't even reveal it but i guess he he gets to be romantic with with selma hayek in the hitman's bodyguard or something he kisses gina davis in the long kiss goodnight he, I think he kisses somebody in a movie called In My Country. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, well, there it is. I mean, I guess we found a few of them, so he, he's doing okay. You know, he's getting, he's getting, uh, getting, a, getting a few smooches here and there. Interesting. <sighs> How do we get on this, man? The, the, the range of what we talk about here. We're like, we're talking about like ref, refugee politics and who Samuel Jackson is kissed in movies. That's this. That was mostly episode two. But uh, no, uh, overall, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I can't wait for episode three. I like the spy thriller stuff. And well, you, feel, that's a lot, you feel a lot more positive than, than after episode one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. I think it's a, it's a huge step up because I like the political aspects of the show. I like the spy thriller type of stuff, and the scrolls actually seem like a more credible threat than most of the actual villains we've gotten so far in the MCU Disney Plus television shows, with the exception of uh, the WandaVision and Loki guys. But like the Flag Smashers, kind of sucked. Um, I forgot the the bad guys and Hawkeye. They kind of blew, and uh, the bro- uh, the bros. Or it was like the the moving the moving the moving bros. Like Moon Knight kind of had a, a villain who was those guys were cool, but they were just normal guys, with the <clears> exception <throat> of uh, Ethan Hawke's uh, villain who kind of got superpowers at the end. But for the most part, Scrolls pretty credible threat. Yeah, I mean um, the vil- the villain is certainly is certainly evil, but you know, I guess we're like comparing him to all the other villains. Um, I don't know if he, I don't know if he measures up yet. We'll see. Like, yeah, he's, he, he's evil, but like, is he as compelling as Ethan Hawke was? Do you remember how compelling Ethan Hawke was as a villain? Hmm. You know, or like how compelling like Loki is or, um. Is Loki a, a villain anymore though? Yeah, I don't know. Or, uh, yeah, fair enough. But, <laughs> um, or, uh, well, when we think of the best villain, um, WandaVision's villain, uh, uh Agatha or whatever. That is true. Agatha is so good. They're giving her her own Disney Plus series next year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Uh, Preston, do you mind if we wrap it up here? Sounds good. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.